Yesterday on social media, Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy and Big Green Egg parted ways, he said. Oh, really? After a, a long 17-year relationship. Wonder what happened there. They couldn't agree on, I guess, a new contract. Huh. Which is interesting because I don't really think that Ray needs Big Green Egg to be successful. No. But he is definitely, he was, he was nice. He said it was it was mutual and, you know, he loves them and all that stuff and I'm still going to keep mine. Just let you know, guys, I'm available. Big Green Egg. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just If you want a guy who's made like at least 10 briskets to talk about your uh, your Big Green Egg, I'm available. Um, Spanish. Yeah. Before we bring Wade Boggs in. Okay. Uh, as you know, this weekend was Drew Garabo's Down to Bowl. Yes, I had a blast. And they did a recap video, and they did such a great job on it. Yeah. This is going to pain me to say this, but come over here and look at this picture. Yeah. You, with your new body. All right, get away from me now. <laughs> with your new muscular body. Right. And your do- Dr. Mag new hair. Yeah. 901hair.net. You look like you could be a, an actor. Oh, thank you. You wow. look like a supermodel in this thing. Ah, I appreciate the Like, they compliments. show all the people, and we're all like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and they get the Spanish, and he's like, hello. Oh, no. Flexing and handing bottles of Budweiser to people, and he's like, hey, Listen, I will say doing? the working out helps, but the hair really has made a huge difference. I mean, you got a big, dumb smile that yeah. looks good. Because uh, uh, Pat Bapp was playing some videos of us from uh, when we were doing Summer No Sleeves. Yep. Like, right after I got the hair procedure, and they had to shave it down. It was, like, kind of growing in, and I had no hairline. At the time, yeah. The look front. at you now. I know it's crazy. You, I gotta tell you, I don't know. Twenty-three year old girlfriend. You. Yeah, I agree. Thank <laughs> you. Hey, she's lucky to have me. Carmen, will you please go, Geo? Somebody go get uh, Wade Boggs and bring him in the studio. I'm just saying, Spanish. Very rarely do I pay you a compliment. I know. Thank you, and thank you, Doctor Mag, for hooking it up. But I can't I wait to get in. Looked there at it more. this morning. I was like, this kid. I know. He's like a model. He needs to do some you, acting. Couldn't done without you. Would you bowl while you were there? <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> Gonna ruin everything. <laughs> Look at this guy. There's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's a morning guy. He likes to be here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sit right. You show him where he where he uh, gets to sit. Perch over here. Did you just come in here with albums? You know we don't yeah, play records anymore. Mario Speedwagon concert on <laughs> yeah. Sunday. And where you want me? Right there. Yeah, yeah, right there. There's headphones if you want them. And yeah, and I, the gig in uh, Clearwater. Yeah. Sort of cramped my Mario Speedwagon yeah. style. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Uh, it's great good to see you, my man. Good to see you, brother. I'm sorry for making you get up early, but I love having you come in here. Like, just we're good for like once every three years or so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, can I tell you something that's probably a little queer to say, but I still get starstruck when I when I see you. Well, thank you. I do. I like, I'm like, that. God damn it. I, after we sat alone in the hall, I went into the bathroom and I washed my hands somewhere. And after we, I was in there, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is Hug Wade Boggs. Like, we know each other a little bit. I mean, that's a big. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid and baseball's so big to you. That's a that's an amazing thing. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. It means the world to me. Yeah. Well, I, I I would imagine that everywhere you go, people love you. Like Boston, people love you. Here, people love you. New York, people love you. That's got to be a great feeling. Well, it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are players that uh, you know teams end up. I mean, look at most of the Astros. They're going to be hated for a little while. Oh mercy. Yeah. Mercy. Yeah. I mean, I, I isn't there always a certain amount of little cheating that goes on? Not I wouldn't cheating. Call it, I wouldn't call it cheating. I, I'd call it. Everyone's stole signs from the beginning of time. Yeah, guy gets on second base. The catcher, if he's stupid enough to put down a one, right, right. then a fastball's coming. And you but, see it. Uh, there are a lot of guys that that played the game that the catcher could go through a whole series of signs, and you know they've got them. Out, yeah. They've got them. 
And then they relay the sign, okay, fastball, okay, curveball, okay, yeah. change up, or, or what have you. But when you take it to the level that the Astros did, yeah. that's, 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 that's a little line. And what do you think should be the, uh, the result of that? Should they strip them of that World Series title, or should they just move on from here? I, I, I'm sure they'll move on. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing that, that I had brought up, I think they got $381,000 for, uh, for playoff share. Right. Give it to charity. Yeah, that's a good idea. Take it out of their paychecks. Give it to charity. Give it back. We'll still allow you to be champions. I mean, but- God, there's so I think there's only eleven guys that are on the Astros now that were on that two uh, that seventeen club. Right. But uh, yeah, I think that that would have been. I mean, they didn't do anything with the players anyway. So. No. But they're beating them left and right now when they get up the bat. It's dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old school has come back to roost. I love that. I mean, I remember. I remember uh, somebody somebody hit Jeter at the end of the season one year, and the first game back, the first next spring training game, Wells hit him on his first bat up. I'm like, damn, that's a whole a whole season yeah, off that they remember that. Yeah, he's been waiting. We're, for we're it. like elephants; we don't forget. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who's hit you the most, or the hardest, or the worst? I got uh, in 18 years. I got hit 23 times. Oh, that's not so bad. That's so. Uh, yeah, I was a good a dodgeball player. Yeah. You couldn't hit me. <laughs> Do you, but, you're in charge of mound? No, no. You just take. It I know like where a man. the I know where the other uh, clubhouse is. Right, right. You can, you'll find I get them when they do. come out. <laughs> do you do you rub the spot that you got hit? Or you oh, no. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh, I would be like, ah, oh, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to. I wouldn't be able to hide that. That hurts. Yeah, I got hit by uh, Matt Young in 1983 in in Seattle uh-huh. in the elbow, and it's it's, it's got so big. It looked it looked like I had a, a grapefruit on oh, my elbow. Really? And went down to uh, Sporting Goods store the next day to buy a volleyball knee pad to put over it, <laughs> to protect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And walked into the uh, batting cage, and Carl Yastrzemski looks at me and goes, what the hell is that? <laughs> I said, uh, it's protect me from getting hit. He goes, we don't wear those up here. No. So, <laughs> <Pick it> uh, <laughs> but now with the body armor that yeah, they have yeah. and, and some of those things, they lean out over the plate and... Doesn't really That's bother. so funny. Uh, Wade Boggs is here with us. Wade Boggs is going to be a part of – this is a really a great event. If you're a fan of either of these teams and also just a fan of baseball in the 70s and 80s, uh, it is going to be at the Capitol Theater, and uh, you're going to have the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. Now, first I thought this was going to be like clips of video. No, no, this has got – it's got Wade Boggs. It's got Goose Gossage, Bucky Dent. And uh, some more players. Susie Waldman's going to be there hosting it. It's happening Monday, March 9th. Have you done anything like this before? We uh, we kicked this off in New Hampshire okay. in January. Yeah. And we had Spaceman Bill Lee and uh-huh. Louis Tiant and Bucky Dent, Goose and Nettles. And so we had a, a good contingent of, of both teams. Right. And go back and just tell old stories and and little Q&A from the, uh, from the audience and... And uh, so really much, went well. That's so much fun. Um, I've had the pleasure of being in the locker room, not to play for the team, but when they do the fantasy league. Do you ever do that over here or anywhere? Like, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. Usually, they get the players that are you know that that are like it's Mickey Rivers, it's Louis Tian, Oscar Gamble. I mean, all these guys who played when I was a kid in the seventies, right. right? So I'm there, and the, you want to hear some guys tell stories and whole court. I'd listen to Mickey Rivers tell stories about losing money and chasing girls and drinking and all that stuff. He, that guy is just, they're all, so I, so I'd imagine 
the two of the two teams together talking about that rivalry, talking about I mean, Goose has got some stories, man. Goose is Goose has been around for a while. He'll tell you some good Billy Martin stories. Oh yeah, yeah. Goose told told a story one time in the air about Billy Martin told him to go out and hit a guy in the head, <laughs> hit him in the head. And he goes, "I'm not hitting him in the head." I mean, imagine what that must have been like. And then he'll uh, he'll talk about the pine tar incident yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. George Brett, and uh, yeah. that was a. Uh, I learned some things in January from Goose that I didn't know. Oh yeah, about the incident, but. Uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it'll be a, it'll be a great great story. This is good. So you know, I, I uh, yesterday they announced that the guys from the television show Shit's Creek are going to be bringing their show live to the Mahaffey Theater, and I thought this is great that they're doing that. But really, I guess in the sixties and seventies they they did that anyway. They would take the Partridge Family on tour, mm-hmm. and of course the Monkees, anything with a musical act, and they would bring you out on tour. So. The fact that they're doing this with Mike Tyson and with with baseball players, this is a great opportunity for fans to sit down and see things that they're never going to see before. I and mean, the idea of getting you guys together to talk about this stuff never existed before. Well, so many times, the only thing that, that you can ever hear about baseball is when someone writes a book. Right. And a lot of it is mainly garbage anyway. Right, right. <laughs> That's in the book. But uh, uh, when you get to sit down and, and, and listen to guys go back and forth. Yeah. I think that's that's the neat thing because when I got to when I got to Boston the the seventy rivalry with the, with the Yankee Red Sox had sort of faded away right. a little bit. Ours was Toronto actually. Yeah, we had more fights with Toronto than we did with New with New York. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, those oh my gosh, back in seventy eight seventy nine and Nettles and Fisk and <laughs> these guys, I yeah. mean, they were just knock knock down drag out brawl. That was the thing. They, they, this they played. And and not nearly for the money that these guys are making now, but they played every game like their life depended on it. You know, sliding, diving, uh, hustling every play out. I mean, those were that was when baseball was baseball. I mean, you, nowadays you can't break up a double play, yeah. but back then it was it was game on. Yeah, a slow roller to the infield. The second baseman, a shortstop, knew he was going to get rolled. <laughs> he knew he was going to get rolled. And, and uh, nowadays they throw you out of the game or. Or it's an automatic double play, and you can't yeah. run into the catcher, and and there are there are a lot of a lot of changes to the game. That, yeah. that I guess the changes are because guys make twenty and twenty five and thirty million dollars. Yeah, and you got to protect your product. You don't. Uh, you don't. Would you watch much baseball? Sure. Oh, you sure. do. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I, for some reason, it's gotten incredibly boring to me. I've, I think I've retired when Jeter retired. I'm done. I think. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the launch angle. Yeah. I mean, when, when you have more strikeouts in a month than hits Who's in Major League that? Baseball, yeah. somebody's doing something wrong. That's right. That's like, right. That's just that's just not baseball. And you get a guy on third base in less than two outs. Nobody can make contact anymore. Yeah. And yeah. just scratch out a run, and and I mean they, they're, it, it it's a completely different game. It really is. It, it totally is, and uh, it it must be hard for some guys like you to watch that stuff and have to sit through that now and be like, that's when the good stories come out. I'll tell you, when they two of you that who played at the time, oh, when we played, we go. That's <laughs> that's why getting you on stage together is the way to go. Well, that's that's funny because when when whenever you bring up old school or when we played, they, uh, well. They didn't throw over 50 miles an hour back then, did they? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you take one in the ribs from Nolan Ryan at about 98 miles an hour. You, you knew you got a bowling ball. <laughs> uh, Wade Boggs is here in the studio with us. The event is happening on Monday, March 9th at 7.30 at the Capitol Theater. I was reading some stuff, trying to find some things out about you last night that I didn't know. Uh, Wade Boggs 
is the most superstitious guy in in baseball. Did you know that? Yeah, no, I didn't. I I didn't. So, do you know that when he was in a slump, and they announced him without announcing his number, and he broke out of the slump, so you went and told the announcer to not say your number anymore. Sherm Feller, right? yeah, right. And and they and what do you? I always wonder because you hear players get up to bat and you hear music and you go, I wonder how much. The input that is, or if they pick these songs at the beginning of the year and then these songs suck later on, or what? How often do you communicate with those guys if you're a player? Well, the the the, the walk up songs were for me. It was "Smoke on the Water" or "Top Gun." Uh-huh. So those were those were my two walk up <laughs> right, songs. Right. But uh, do you hear that? Do you not care about it? Or you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I hear it. Yeah. But uh, the when you look at uh, the 271 plaques in Cooperstown with the players. I'm the only player in Cooperstown that has the word superstitious oh, really? on Aren't his it? plaque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that tells you a little bit. That's about where Chicken how Man came from? Did you eat chicken all the time before, before that was the game? In, uh, that was in 1980, probably 83, 84, right around in there. Yeah. And a friend of mine here in Tampa was going to write a cookbook. And he said, hey, in order to sell this cookbook, you got to eat chicken every day. <laughs> so uh, it seems like the days that I'd have chicken, I'd do very well. Right. So I just kept going along, going along. And then Jim Rice is the one that labeled me Chicken Man. Chicken Man. So <laughs> that's that's where it stuck. So who are your, uh, I'm going to go by each team. Who are your buddies in Boston? Who'd you hang with the most? Uh, John Dobson, uh, Spike Owen. Um, seems like guys always have guys that they run with on each team. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, it was crazy when we got to New York. We had 21, 22 guys that we ran with. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how close that that uh, team. team was. But when I went, the, the crazy part about going to Tampa Bay is I was 40, and everybody else was 20 and 21. Oh, 40, really? I, I was 40. That, yeah. And played great. And so here I am, the elder statesman in yeah. Tampa Bay, and and getting in on the ground floor of what eventually became a, a winning organization. But uh, we went back for the twentieth reunion, and these guys were just the age <laughs> at, as I was playing. Oh, that's, that's crazy! Funny. So that was the funny part about our twentieth reunion with the Rays, looking at Albie Lopez and Roberto yeah. Hernandez and all of them. I said, I said. You guys are just now my age right. when I played. I could so, they imagine even trying to play now? Uh, we went we went bowling on Saturday. Next day, I was like, "Oh, no more of that." Right? <laughs> the ribs hurt and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Could you? Uh, would you ever do any coaching or anything? I coach uh, over at Wharton High School. Oh, here you, in Tampa. How great is that? Yeah. So how I've been over there that? for about twenty years, and and love every minute of it. I, how do they know that? How great that is? To have oh yeah, a Hall of Famer over there. Yeah, these right? kids really get into it. We yeah. teach the game the right way. Um, with with hustle and yeah. and go through defenses and and various things like this and and we have a great program over there <laughs> scott hoffman's the head coach and joy fernandez and and rodney Earhart are our assistant coaches along with myself but yeah. uh we have a we have a great time and the kids they're like they're like sponges they absorb oh, everything sure. and and a lot of them know they're not going to the next level right. but you try to get the most out of that kid and have an enjoyable experience that uh, that he can always reflect back on and we have alumni guys come back all the time just to watch the game say hi and everything yeah. so that's that's a tribute to our uh, coaching you, Do you have any families move over there just to have their kids play for I you? I wish they did. <laughs> I, I think that's called yeah. recruiting, yeah. and I could probably get a FSHA uh, yeah, sanction. Yeah. But uh, it, uh, you were clearly born with talent, but also had to bust your ass. How much, as a 
as a parent, like how much should you really push the kid? Because sometimes you got to give your kid a kick in the ass. But I always don't want to go too far. Well, there's a burnout factor. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, you're going to sit there and you're going to go travel ball and you're going to go through the summer league. You're going to go through the fall ball. Yeah. And then you're going to go through the regular season. Then you're going lessons. Yeah. And by the time the kid's 17, 18 years old, he's done. Yeah, that's He's true. had too much. He's miserable. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I played two sports. I was a football player and a baseball player. So the football sort of broke up all my baseball. Right. And But baseball was the passion. That was the love that I had. Yeah. And that was where I knew my, my bread was going to be buttered. Mm-hmm. We, when we were kids, it was just automatic. Everybody just played baseball. That's what you did. We played CYO League and we played the Staten Island Little League. And you just did that. I don't know. It wasn't even like, uh, hey, do you want to play? It was like, you know, I'll sign you up for next season. You're all ready to go. And then there becomes a point where you're like, I found girls, and I'm like, I'm less interested in baseball and more interested in girls. That's yeah, just that's, how it goes. A lot of kids go through that. I yeah. mean, they, they sit there, and, and they they play 80 to 90 games a year yeah. and lessons. Yeah. And they're sitting there going, I just need a break. Yeah, I can never be that parent either. I can never be that parent that's waking them up at 6 and be like, you got to go do your stuff before you go to school. I'm Rain like, or shine. Yeah, no, I'm out with that. They 50 uh, swings in the backyard before you go to school. <laughs> yeah. That's when they. That's when you have to worry about them loading the gun. Getting yeah. in when you're sleeping. Mercy. <laughs> uh, speaking of loading the gun, hunting lately? No. No, what? actually, uh, I've been on uh, the, the Royal uh, Billfish Slam uh-huh. trying to get that and finally got it in July. Wow. So I got the spearfish in Hawaii. Nice. So I have all nine billfish tough now. Tough gig, tough gig. So, yeah, I know. Somebody's got to do uh-huh. it. I, I uh, had not hunted before. Then I had you on the show, and then I went hunting, and I shot a boar. And I, there was nobody I wanted to tell more than you. I couldn't wait to tell you that I finally had gotten Wonderful. my first one. Yeah, yeah, You're hooked, aren't you? I am. But then nobody, after the first one, everybody's like, oh, now we're all too busy to go back. So, <laughs> but I, I moved um, on a property that have, I have deer on my lawn and in my backyard every day. Wow. So I just sit in the backyard and pretend. No. Nope. I don't, no, I don't do it. I does. pretend. No gun. Air gun. Air gun. Yeah. So in my mind, I got a whole bunch of dead deer. <laughs> uh, Wade Boggs is here with us. What, uh, what's, on the, what's on the day-to-day? How often are you over there at the school? What do you every do? Day. Every day. Every day. Yeah. You, Five you days a week. Uh, sometimes on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we play actually we play this Saturday in Riverview, so we got three games this week. Uh, Saturday against my alma mater at Plant, so we'll be so over how, there. How about the other team? They're like, oh, exactly. our inning coach is Fred the Plumber. Who's yeah. yours? Oh, Wade Boggs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's got to get pretty annoying for the other team. Well, it's it's the other the other. It, it's not to the point that they want to ask for autographs that uh, that. But yeah. we, when we go travel and and play. Uh, teams in the region and everything. The coaches on the other team come across the field and and want to shake my oh, hand. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And you, yeah and we were in, we were in Ocaliforis last year, and and I see this contingent of about five uh-huh. or six coaches walking across the field, and Coach Hoffman looked at me and says, they "Ain't coming over to shake my hand." <laughs> and I went, "Well, okay, I, I I get where you're coming uh, from." It's a pretty good feeling, though. Oh yeah, grown absolutely. Men, grown men will still. Lower their self esteem because you know, they can't let this one go, man. I got to go say hi. I, gotta I mean, go. this is a neat thing about Tampa Bay. I grew up here on Davis Island. I played Bayshore Little League uh-huh. and and went to Plant High School and and never left. Right. And now I'm I'm giving back to the kids at 
at Wharton, and and uh, we're we're just having a blast, and it, it's it's a lot of fun to put the uni on every day and and uh, get on out there, and get out there, and teach baseball yeah. the right way. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, Wade Boggs is going to be. I'm going to tell everybody again where they can get tickets. It's the uh, uh, Capitol Theater, and it is the. Uh, Yankees and the Red Sox rivalry, and you're going to get great players out there. You got Wade Boggs, you got Goose Gossett. I've heard Goose tell, to- tell stories, and it's great. Bucky Dent, who seems like kind of a quiet guy. Oh, but, don't get him talking. Yeah. I was oh, my say, gosh. You get him going. Can't shut him up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And one of the more pivotal guys in that Yankees Red Sox rivalry of the. Uh, of the seventies and eighties, it really was. Yeah, can't really say his middle name on the. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see who else is going to Mickey Rivers, Greg Nettles. Greg Nettles uh, was my guy uh, before you were a Yankee because I always played third. I always wore number nine for everything. He was my guy, and um, one time I had the opportunity to hang out in the city with Greg Nettles. I went to dinner with with Wells, Greg Nettles, Goose Gossage. And I think that was it as far as baseball players. We went to dinner, and then as we're there at the table next to us is Daryl Strawberry. So now we're all sitting together, and I'm like, this is unbelievable that this is happening, right? Then my favorite story ever is we uh, we go we go down, we go back to Wells' house. We're all a little bit drinking a little bit, and we go in first, and then Nettles and Gossage come upstairs, and they sit down on the couch, and um, Nettles goes... Some guy just stopped me in your lobby, and he goes, he made a big deal out of it, and he wanted to take a picture with me. And I said, yeah, okay. And he goes, I want to take a picture with you. Um, he goes, you're my favorite player, Mr. McGraw. <laughs> wow. And he goes, I didn't have the heart to tell him Tug McGraw's been dead for five years. <laughs> and, and then uh, everything, we laughed, and everything got quiet. And um, Gossett speaks up, and he goes, yeah, that happens to me every once in a while. Somebody will see me on the street, street and scream, I love you, catfish. <laughs> wow. I know, that's hilarious. Poor catfish. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, also, in addition to uh, finding out about your um, the fact that you're so superstitious, uh, voted third best mustache in baseball, and I can't find who beat you. Really? Who's got a better mustache? Uh, Tom Selleck. Not in baseball, in baseball no. Well, Raleigh Fingers. Raleigh oh, Fingers. Raleigh, Fingers. Yeah, yeah. Raleigh, Raleigh had... Yeah. Had the, the stash with the handlebar and everything. Yeah. Raleigh had to be number one. That's probably true. I would think, yeah. yeah. Um, number retired finally by the Red Sox. 26, and then uh, the Rays retired it. Yeah, the Rays retired it. The, uh, That's got to be a good feeling. How many, player, how many players have two teams retiring their number? It's neat. Yeah, that's great. It's really neat. How many people recognize you from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and the story? Oh, my gosh. That, well, the, the, the funny part about it is is I'll, I'll be walking down the concourse or something in an airport, and somebody will look at me and go, you're the guy on Cheers, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. And then Always Sunny, and especially yeah. Always Sunny, because that's got such a such a following. I know. Yeah, because they did that whole show, and then they revisited and did another one, too. Right, with the girls. Yeah, with yeah, the they girls. Yeah, they did the, uh, the the remake with the girls. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was really really fun to film with those guys. And that was probably something that you were not going to do. Your son told me that he had to kind of convince you to do that. Yeah, I had turned it down. Yeah. Actually, the very first time it came across. Yeah. And, and, and I went to my wife, Debbie, and I said... Uh, yeah, I just turned down Always Sunny, and she says, why? <laughs> mm. Says, you yeah. did it, and, you know, now they're making a show about right, you. Right, why, right. why not do Own it? it. Yeah, and yeah. I went, okay. So we called them back, and they said, 
hey, can you be in L.A. next week? And I said, absolutely. And then actually my son Brett was in it. And he was sitting there when they dumped all the beer cans right. in his lap. But uh, <laughs> he didn't have a Screen Actors Guild card, so he couldn't speak. Oh, uh, so, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. But he had a blast. Doing yeah. It. Oh, I bet, man. That's oh, great. Yeah. Look, they're showing it on the TV now. Yeah. That's so funny. Do Does everybody expect you on a flight now to be drinking? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, exactly. it's so funny is that uh, at all the accomplishments and all the great things, uh, every time I say, hey, you're going to be on the show, and everybody's like, ask him about the drinking, ask him about the drinking. I'm like, Jesus Christ, we've heard the story a million times. Yeah, I, I was like, I bet he's sick of uh, talking about it. But this is, I think, a nice tribute. I think that's It was funny. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they did a great job with it. All right, well, listen, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you getting up and coming in My here. pleasure. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us and, and, and promoting the uh, the gig on Monday night. So. I think it's going to be great, and I think that... Uh, after you're done with this fishing thing and we get back in the woods and we start... Uh, I'd love to. You know, I, yeah, I, that'd be fun. Are you kidding me? You know what? We had it planned. We were going up to the ranch with Ralphie. Me and Ralphie were going to go. And then oh, Ralphie yeah. had a bail at the last minute. I was like, God damn it. Well, that ain't going to happen now. Uh, but seriously, if we that'd get, be fun. If we ever get that done, I would love to do that. Would love to. Uh, thank you. Wade Boggs. Again, I want to tell everybody it's Monday night at the Capitol Theater. You got uh, Boggs. You got Nettles. You got Tiant. You got... Uh, Bernie Carbo, you got. Uh, it's going to be all the greats from the uh, from the Red Sox and the Yankees telling stories, and I guarantee you, even if they've done this before, more new stuff comes out every time you guys oh, start talking. Every time, and every and time. it's always funny. It's always great to see you guys share that stuff with us, and we appreciate you doing it. We will take a quick break. It's a Mike Caldas show. It's- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.